0: Stand with us this morning, 2nd. Uh, Chronicles chapter number eighteen had uh, I tell you the burden on my heart this morning is that somebody would be saved, amen. And uh, I appreciate Brother Laddie minding the Lord this morning, and uh, I, I know he, he's sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And uh, they some people you don't know if they if God's in it or not, but I tell you if God ever speaks to him, I never doubt that, amen. Because yeah, I know he walks with God, and I appreciate the Lord this morning. Second Chronicles chapter eighteen, do pray that God will speak to somebody's heart this morning. God spoke to me yesterday afternoon. I was sitting in a, in a trailer down in uh, Louisiana, uh, getting ready for this morning, praying and studying about what God would have me to preach. And the Lord just gave me this thought, and, uh, just put it in my heart, and, and all through the night, it just stayed on my heart. And I pray that God will save some soul from hell this morning. 2 Chronicles chapter 18. And look with me in verse number 33. The Bible says... And a certain man drew a bow at a venture and smote the king of Israel between the joints of the harness. Therefore he said to his chariotmen, "Turn thine hand that thou mayest carry me over, of, over, or may carry me out of the host, for I am wounded." And the battle increased that day. Howbeit the king of Israel stayed himself up in his chariot against the Syrians until the evening. And about that time, about the time of the sun going down, he died. Heavenly Father. Lord, I pray this morning, God, that you would touch us spiritually, physically, mentally, and emotionally this morning. I pray, God, that you would move in this service. I pray the Holy Spirit would rescue the perishing save the lost God I pray for conviction this morning I pray for a move of God thank you already for what we have felt this morning in the choir singing the Sunday school hour the uh, the testifying this morning Lord we thank you for what we've been able to hear this morning the the special singing Lord the offering the opportunity to give unto the Lord and we thank you for your blessings on our life I pray this morning that you'd bind the the devil and all of hell and God may thy will be done this morning say may some sinner come to the foot of the cross and we'll love you and we'll praise you and we'll thank you for it in Jesus name we do pray amen amen you can be seated this morning I want you to think about Ahab in these two verses this morning. Ahab is the king of Israel in our text here. And when you think about Ahab, Ahab was a wicked king. I mean if you have read the word of God and you're a Bible reader, you know that to be true this morning that Ahab was a wicked king. Uh, you know that he reigned over Israel for 22 years and that he did more wickedness in his time of reign than any of the kings that was before him. According to 1 Kings chapter 16 and verse number 30, uh, we know that he worshiped Baal and that he reared up an altar to Baal. He built Baal a house uh, and he made groves uh, and he brought Baal worship deeply into the people of God and, and I'll do this morning when I think about his life, uh, we don't have to read too far. He is guilty uh, for the death of Naboth because he wanted his vineyard and he hated uh, of the preaching of Elijah and of Elisha. Uh, he did not like the men of God. Do you know what sin will do? It'll drive people from the man of God. Amen? And he didn't want to hear what the man of God said because he knew the man of God preached on his sin. And thank God for some preachers that's not afraid to roll their sleeves up and take the King James Bible and call sin for what it is, amen. I'm telling you, we don't need less preaching on sin. We need more preaching on sin in this hour. And when we come to this text tonight or this morning, I want us to think about not his life, but I want us to think about his death. You say, preacher, why is that? Because when I think about the death of of Ahab, there's three things about his death that interest me this morning. First of all, there's the prediction of his death. If we was to go back to 1 Kings chapter 21 and verse number 19, his death is predicted that he's going to die and that the dogs are going to lick the very blood that flows in his veins. If you go back in this chapter here, Ahab has been warned again that if he goes forth into battle, that Israel's not going to have a king. But you know what Ahab was, uh, he was an unbeliever. Amen? He didn't fear God. He didn't believe God. And he sure didn't believe the preaching of God's men. i tell you, it cost Ahab his life uh, because he didn't heed the warning. Oh, hear me this morning. Uh, I believe every time we go to the house of God and the man of God gets up and preaches uh, and gives the warning. Uh, you and I have an opportunity. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit would say to the church. Uh, and if you turn a deaf ear and a blind eye to the truth uh, and you go out there then friend the blood your blood will be upon yourself this morning and so I think about the prediction of his death my friend that interests me that he was told that he was going to die and then I think about the providence of his death you see when we get to verse number 33 here the Bible said that a certain man drew a bow at a venture this man pulls this bow back he pulls this arrow back and he lets it go without it having any target he just sends caution to the wind uh, and brother laddie ventures that bow out there not knowing where it's going to land but I'll tell you when that bow left the hand of man it did not leave the hand of God uh, for this arrow was God's arrow and God directed this arrow and God sent this arrow in the right place uh, uh, to the right person I'm going to tell you God still has arrows today and when the man of God gets up and preaches uh, and something in that sermon uh, uh, pierces you in the heart pierces me in the heart you mark it down it's not the preacher that's preaching to you but God just sent an arrow your way I'm telling you friend I think about the providence in his death if you want to know who killed Ahab the reason this man's name is not mentioned is because this man is not the one that took his life God put a death sentence on this man and it was his time to die as the Bible said in Hebrews 9 in verse 27 it's appointed a man wants to die and after this the judgment amen I'm telling you every man has an appointment with death and we're not going to live a day longer and if we'll live for God we don't have to live a day shorter amen but I'm telling you God decides when it's time for you and I to leave this world amen and I think about the providence of his death but when we come to our text this morning I'm interested in the place of his death The Bible in verse number 33 and verse 34, it mentions the chariot. Ahab died in a chariot. I was preaching from this text the other day in Alabama, but I wasn't preaching this sermon. And I got to the end of the sermon and I sat down and I began to think about that chariot And I thought about where Ahab died, the place that Ahab died. I mean, when you think about a chariot, you know what a chariot's for? It's for transportation. Isn't that right? It was transporting them from one place to another. And Ahab didn't die on the front line of a battlefield. Ahab didn't die with a sword in his hand. Ahab didn't die somewhere in the valley. I'm gonna tell you, he didn't die in the palace in his bed at ease. No, Ahab dies in a chariot. And I got to thinking, about this chariot and the Bible highlights it in verse 33 and verse 34 and I want to preach a few minutes this morning on this subject on a chariot ride to the gates of hell amen a chariot ride uh, uh, to the gates of hell you see that's exactly where this chariot took Ahab Uh, it took him straight to the gates of hell I'm telling you friend uh, he had opportunity after opportunity he could have turned his heart toward God he could have repented of his sins uh, but but instead he was bent to go his own way. He was determined to live his own life. He rejected the truth. And the end result is when he stepped out on the battlefield that day and he stepped up into that chariot, little did he know that chariot was gonna take him further than this world. He was gonna take him to another world. He was gonna take him to a Christless eternity. And he died and he went to hell. Amen. A chariot ride to the gates of hell. Think about this with me this morning. This is Ahab's last ride. He's been warned, but because of unbelief. Uh, Listen, he mounts up and he rides that chariot straight to hell. I'm telling you, there's a lot of people. They're living their last day on earth today. They're going to eat their last meal. They've slept their last night in this world. Uh, They are living their last few hours here upon earth. And it could be somebody in this building this morning. The coffin, the caskets, I may have already, your casket may already, be in town. And Listen, the gas that's going in the hearse that's going to take you to the funeral home may already be in the tank. I'm telling you, friend, death is for certain and life is but a vapor that appears for a little while and then it vanisheth away. You say, when I'm young. It doesn't make no difference. Do you know if you go to the graveyard this morning, there's more graves of young people than there are elderly people. I'm telling you, if you live to be a ripe old age, you're a blessed individual. Amen. And because many leave out into eternity thinking they have tomorrow. But my, the Bible said in Proverbs 27 and verse one, boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. Friend, I'm telling you, the only breath we're promised uh, is the one we're drawing right now. The only heartbeat we can be assured of is the one that's beating right now. I'm telling you, listen, we're here today and we're gone tomorrow and eternity is for sure and life is short and hell is for certain and heaven is wonderful and Jesus is sweet but where are you going to be in eternity? Amen. That's the burden of my soul this morning. Where are you going to spend eternity? I want us to think a few moments about the events that take place in this chariot while Ahab is in it. I want you to see first of all the pain in this chariot. The Bible said in verse 33 that a certain man drew a bow at a venture and he smote the king of Israel between the joints of the harness. Therefore, he said to the chariotman, Turn thine hand that thou mayest carry me out of the battle. Notice his phrase here, for I am wounded. Uh, Ahab recognized immediately when that arrow pierced him uh, and struck him in that place of the harness, uh, he recognized immediately it had been hit. I'm telling you, when God gets your number, you're going to know it. Amen. And this arrow that uh, was divinely directed by God, uh, it was a divine arrow, uh, and he acknowledges that he's been hit. I'm tell you the only way a sinner can get saved uh, is to come clean with God. Uh, You've got to confess your sins. Uh, If Ahab would have recognized this isn't chance or circumstance uh, uh, but God sent this arrow in his life. Uh, He'd been given opportunity after opportunity but now because of his life his wicked life uh, uh, the arrow of God has pierced his soul this morning. Think about this. He's fully armored. He's got on the armor of a soldier. It appeared as if everything was okay and he was secured. As far as Ahab knew his entire life, at that moment, his body was secure. But God knew that one weak place. He knew that one place he could put that arrow in his life that he could not secure. I want to tell you tonight, or this morning, outside the grace of God and the mercy of Jesus, there is no security in this life. If you're here this morning and you're lost, riches will not bring you security. Religion will not bring you security. I'm telling you, self-righteousness will not bring you security. I'm telling you this morning, the only security we have is in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, the cross of Calvary, the precious word of God, the sweet Holy Spirit. I'm asking you this morning, uh, uh, listen, if you're not saved, uh, you need to wake up and smell the coffee today. Uh, You need to come to an old-fashioned altar and repent of your sins. Uh, You need to junk your pride and religion this morning uh, and you need to fall headlong in the grace of God uh, and come clean before the foot of the cross uh, and acknowledge your need for Christ. Uh, I'm telling you, the arrow of God uh, has surely hit many this morning uh, and will send them out into this world uh, lost without God, amen. We see here this morning the pain. God knows how to inflict pain into our life. You say, would a loving God bring painful things into our life to get our attention? The Bible, this text proves this morning that it rains on the just and the unjust. This text proves this morning the law of God. When he said, be not deceived, God is not mocked. You can't mock God and get by with it. You can't make fun of God. Has said, Listen, you can't make light of the things of God and get by with it. Ahab snubbed God. Ahab shook his fist in the face of a thrice holy God. He went on through life as if there was no consequences for his action, as if he was king of his own domain. He thought that the power and the prestige and the popularity and all the possessions that he had was enough to see him to the end of his days. But when God struck that arrow in him, instantly it brought pain. You know what Ahab did? He hurt like every man hurt. His flesh was punctured like every man's flesh is punctured. You know what the riches of this world will do and the pleasures of this world will do? It'll build up the ego of the flesh. It'll make us think that we're invincible. It'll make us think that we can live as long as we want to. But the arrow of God quickly struck in our life reveals to us how weak we really are, that we're just another man, that he is God, that he is the creator, and that I need him he doesn't need me I'm telling you the pain that was inflicted I believe reminded him of every wicked deed he had ever done amen this morning you can't live in sin and get by with it sin has its consequences you can't cover your sin God will uncover it you can't hide your sin and profit from it the Bible said the soul that sinneth shall surely die he that covereth his sin shall not prosper, Ezekiel said. You cannot get by with sin. I wonder this morning if the Holy Ghost was to pull back the curtain of our souls this morning and reveal the sin that was even in this building. It may be mind-boggling today what's going on in the lives of some people today. I'm not telling you that I'm squeaky clean, but I'm telling you I want every sin in my life to be confessed before God. I want to be right with God. I sure don't want to be hiding something. I sure don't want to be out there doing something I'm not supposed to too. God, I put an arrow in you. God is merciful and we'll see that in just a moment. And God is long-suffering, but God is also just and God will deal with sin no matter who that individual is. And so we see the pain in this chariot. Then I want you to notice the pride in this chariot. The Bible says in verse 34 that the battle increased that day. Howbeit, Notice this. The king of Israel stayed himself up in his chariot against the Syrians. He stayed himself. In other words, I can see Ahab in that chariot. He's been struck. He's is in an enormous amount of pain. It's a wound, but it's not just a wound. It's a fatal wound. It's going to take his life. In fact, in First Kings, if you read the, the other account of this story here, it said the blood run down into the chariot. I'm telling you, listen, he's struck fatally. He's bleeding. Listen, his blood is pouring out as his body. i tell you, he stands there as the king of Israel, and he's Stays himself uh, instead of calling on God. Uh, He had so much pride. uh, He didn't want to give the Syrian king pleasure. Uh, The Syrian king told the army, he said, don't worry about the small and grave. You go after the king of Israel. And they couldn't get the king of Israel, but God got the king of Israel. I'm telling you, there may be a lot of people that can't get to a sinner, but God knows how to get every sinner's attention. He knows how to get to every person's doorstep. He knows my address. He knows yours. Uh, And I think about not only the pain, but I think about the pride. Here's a man that's got the arrow of God stuck in him and instead of falling on his face and calling on God, he stays himself. He stands there as if everything is okay in his life. Listen to me this morning. If the Holy Ghost deals with your heart, don't let pride keep you in the pew. I don't want you to come to this altar out of guilt, my guilt. I don't want to guilt you into coming down here. I don't want to try to drag you down here to this altar. I don't want to try to manipulate you to come. But I'm telling you, if the Holy Ghost visits your pew this morning, turns a light on in your life, oh, you'll be a wise person to just humble yourself. It's not about me and it's not about you this morning. If God puts an arrow in you this morning, don't let pride, don't bow up on God. I've seen people do that. I'm telling you, God put them under conviction and then bow up and get mad at the message or get mad at the messenger. All the while, it's not me. I'm just preaching to a congregation this morning. I don't know anything going on in the hearts and lives of people. I can't see nobody's soul this morning. I'm not going up and down these pews trying to figure out who's saved and who's lost. But I'll tell you, there's an all-seeing, all-knowing God this morning and every soul in this building that does not know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Your soul's weighing in the balance right now. You can't hide behind the mask of religion, the mask of doing good, the mask of doing better this morning. I'm telling you, if God puts an arrow in you, you ought to run, my friend, to the altar. You ought to cry out to God for mercy. I'm telling you, listen, there's the pain, but there's the pride in this chariot. Self-reliance, self-righteousness, self-sufficiency called him to stand upright and hold on till his dying breath. You know, I've seen people go to hell with their eyes wide open. I've watched sinners tell God no so many times that it just got easier to say no and harder to say yes. Yes. They rejected God so much that their soul got calloused. Religious sinners and non-religious sinners. Preached the funerals of people that I knew went to hell and so did everybody in that building. I'm not going to preach somebody into heaven if I don't think they were saved. You say, well, you'd be in their judge. No, I'm just trying to be honest. I'm not going to say anything much about them going to hell for the, for the sympathy of the family. I'm going to do my best to just give the gospel in hopes that somebody gets saved. And I'm telling you today, it's amazing you go to funeral after funeral and everybody goes to heaven? Boy, well, preachers will get up and they'll talk about what, how what a wonderful person. And all the while, people are sitting there, they're not fooled by that. They know their life. They, they know how they lived. I'm telling you this morning, you can't lean toward hell all your life and then expect to go to heaven when you draw your last breath. He said, what about that dying thief? He's the exception, but he's not the rule. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, you said you believe in deathbed repentance, sure I do, and thank God there's been a few, but if you're gonna gamble your soul in eternity on a deathbed repentance, let me go ahead and just pull the card now and tell you how it's gonna work it's not gonna work out for you if you think you're gonna manipulate God to the very end, and then in the end you're gonna pray a little prayer and squeeze into the gates of heaven that's not the way this thing works, friend I believe it is a whosoever will gospel but I tell you when you get saved you get saved when you get under conviction and the the Holy Ghost deals with your heart. You're a candidate for being saved. And if you want to get saved, you can get saved. But don't put off today. Listen to tomorrow. What you can do today, the Bible said now is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. You better come now while you can, while you still got your conscience. Amen. While you're still in your right mind. While you can still make the right decision. I'm telling you, I've stood by the bedside of people that were so sedated and because of different ailments and sickness sickness that comes in the body, it had robbed them of their own conscience uh, that even if they wanted to get saved, they didn't have the mind uh, to get saved. Uh, I'm telling you, listen, if you've got your conscience right now and you can discern right from wrong uh, and you can reason with God, uh, you better do what Isaiah 1 says, come now, uh, saith the Lord, and let us reason together while you can still reason with a thrice holy God. Uh, You better run to the cross and be saved this morning. Don't let pride keep you in the pew. I see here the pride in his chariot, the pain in his chariot, and then I see the possibility in his chariot. Notice the Bible said that he stayed himself up in his chariot. Notice this, against the Syrians until the even. When I read that little phrase, until the even, here's what comes to my mind. He's been fatally hit. God could have put that that arrow right through his heart, couldn't he? God could have killed him just in the blink of an eye. In an instant. But he didn't do that. God put that arrow in him. God let him have all afternoon, I believe, for two things. Number one, to think about the life he had lived. Number two, because I believe God is so merciful. You see, God told Ahab he was going to die. And Ahab was going to die. God was going to kill Ahab and he did. He told Ahab he was going to die. But Ahab didn't have to die and go to hell. I believe if Ahab would have dropped on his knees in that chariot and turned that chariot into an altar, I believe the same God that saved that old wicked thief And the same God that saved Paul on the road to Damascus would have saved him in his dying hour if he had got humble. There's the possibility that in that chariot he could have found faith, he could have found forgiveness, he could have found freedom, but instead of getting on his knees, you know what he did? He rose up, he put his chest out, he gripped the sides of that chariot and he stood there like a fool till the sun went down. I'm telling you, blowing the last chance, The last opportunity, throwing away the last possibility that a merciful God all afternoon had put in his hands, oh, hear me this morning, sinner. You better come while you can. You say, preacher, I'll get saved tomorrow. There is no tomorrow, friend. I'm telling you, God has been merciful to let you live long enough this side of eternity. He put breath in your body. He gave you the mind right now. You better come and be saved while you can this morning. You say, preacher, if I get saved this morning, what's people going to think about it? If they're right with God, they'll rejoice. And if they're not saved, they'll probably get under conviction. But it doesn't make no difference this morning. I want to ask you today, don't throw away, don't throw away the only possibility you got. I want to ask you this morning, are you saved? I see the possibility in his chariot what would have happened if it had just knelt down the sun sets in every sinner's life and the bible says about the time of the sun going down notice this he died I see the passing in the chariot Ahab the king of Israel king of his own domain with a throne and a sepulcher King had everything that life had to offer. But he died just like every other man. I want to tell you this morning, we're all headed to the graveyard if the rapture don't take place. I'm headed there. You're headed there. But I don't fear death this morning. Now listen to me. I don't want to die. If they come out with a pill that's going to let me stay around a little bit longer, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to take it. Amen. And you would too. And this morning, I don't fear death. I don't want to die. But thank God I'm not afraid to die. I remember when we were just teenagers, me and my wife, we'd hear that old songs they'd sing, not afraid to close my eyes in death. Yeah. Not afraid. They'd sing that old song. They used to be a little trio in our church. They'd sing that little song uh, and they'd sing not afraid to close my eyes in death. I'm telling you, listen, uh, uh, there's been times uh, uh, that I close my eyes and the devil would say, what if you don't wake up in the morning and a sweet Holy Ghost would say, you'll be in the morning, amen? You'll be in the sweet by and by. I'm telling you, friend, uh, if you hear that I'm dead, uh, I don't believe a word of it, amen? I'll be more alive on the hillsides of glory than I've ever been down here, amen? Uh, I'm telling you, death for a Christian, uh, it's just a passageway uh, uh, to a better life, Thank God, I'm telling you, this old robe of flesh, I'm gonna drop and rise and seize the everlasting prize and I'll shout while passing through the air. Hallelujah, farewell, farewell, sweet hour of prayer. I tell you, I feel about a ton of heaven in my soul right now. Isn't it good to be saved? Isn't it good to know you're going to heaven? I tell you, the only fire I'm ever gonna feel is a fire burning in my soul right now. It's good to know Jesus and be on your way to heaven. 11, hallelujah! Praise God this morning. Isn't it good? We drove about—I don't know how I many—we drove a bunch of hours. I don't know how many hours. Seemed like eternity to get home this morning. We rolled in about six thirty, and uh, I come over that mount, or that hill, the ridge, going to the house. and You know what? The sun was coming up. I'll tell you what ran through my mind when I saw it, Brother David, peeking over, okay, it was just shining all, it wasn't c- completely up, but it was shining all the way across, uh, all the way across the sky, just kind of rising up, and I, I tell you, I crossed that ridge, and I thought, hallelujah, the sun is coming up in the morning, yeah. praise God, I, I'm telling you, there's coming a sweet homecoming day, I, I feel so good right now, I think I can run to the house, I, I'm telling you, he's real, he's wonderful, I'd rather know Jesus, Jesus has to know anything in this world. I'm telling you, I wouldn't trade what I feel in my soul right now for all the riches and all the pleasure and all the money this world had to offer this morning. Woo, hallelujah. Isn't it good to be saved? And this morning, I don't have to worry about going to hell. What about you this morning? Where are you going to be in eternity? Where are you going to be when you leave this walk of life? Oh, I'm telling you this morning, you know, you may be a visitor and say, preacher, I've tried everything. Won't you try Jesus? Well, brother, uh, oh, I'm trying to think of his name right now. Brother J. Harold Smith. He said as a young man, he was sitting on the front porch and his sister was sitting there. And he said, I was so miserable. And he said, I'd done about everything you could do. He said, sitting on that front porch, he said, while I was sitting there, he said, my sister, my godly sister, said, she looked at me. She said, Jay Harrell, she said, you've tried everything the devil has to offer. Why don't you surrender to Jesus Christ and get saved? He said, I turned to rebuke her and said, when I did, he said, the Holy Ghost smote me under conviction. He said, I fell out on my knees and said, my sister led me to the Lord and I got saved. I'm telling you, he picked his wife or it wasn't his wife at the time but he picked her up and he took her to the house and he told her what happened to him when he dropped her off. He went in the living room and he turned around and said, I got something to tell you. She looked at him she said, you got saved, didn't you? He said, I got saved. I'm telling you, that's what God will do for you. I'm telling you, when God moves in and the devil moves out, uh, he'll make a difference in your life. Amen. Uh, He'll make a change uh, that all this world cannot put in there. I'm telling you, friend, it's heaven or hell it's turn or burn where's he gonna be in eternity amen. amen this morning as we stand how is it with your soul how is it this morning you can run from God but you can't hide from him how is it with your soul this morning where are you gonna go if you leave and die this afternoon Ahab had no idea even though he was told he rejected it He got in that chariot thinking he'd live another day. And he died.